It's time for some foreplay for your cheap ass. Keg foreplay starring the shipwrecks. Episode number 23. It is November 6th, 2007. I'm your host, Mrs. Shipwreck. And I am the man that convinced you to marry me, Mr. Shipwreck. <laughs> and we're laughing because this is the second time through this part. Because it just seems like random little things would go wrong. Like things were falling off the table and cats were jumping on the table. And then we realized halfway through the show that we forgot to turn the refrigerator, which sounds like an old car off. So you are getting the... Brand new, fresh edition of CAG Play episode number 23, and we have had a busy weekend, as we always do. Yeah, we we generally always start off the show by saying we've Talking had a busy about... weekend, but uh, yeah, we, we generally do. Um, this past weekend, I went to the Apple store with my mom because she was buying a new iMac, so I went to help her pick that out and went back over to her house and set that up. Right, and did the whole transferring files from the old iMac to the new iMac kind of thing. I helped my sister pick out a wedding dress. Right, that that uh, morning when I was doing right. that. So that that was a lot of shopping. So that was pretty much Saturday, and then uh, Sunday, I had my first uh, second and third grade girls basketball coaching experience. Right, because our niece Alicia is a second grade girl. Third grade. Third girl. grade. Sorry. Oh, third grade. And, um, yeah, she's pretty tall, so she's going to have fun playing basketball. The rest of the team is pretty, pretty short, but they're going to have fun, too. Yeah, it'll be a good time, I think. Uh, it'll be interesting to uh, see what I can teach little girls basketball-wise in, uh, in the two hours I have with them every week. Yes. Well, it'll be fun. And um, it was also Alicia's birthday, so happy birthday. So we did some birthday celebrating, and... We watched the Bengals lose, and we watched the Colts lose, and then it was Monday again. Now it's time for show. Yeah, um, but there were a lot of comments this past week on the message boards about all the crap that I have to preview, and I appreciate the basis, support. Yes, yes. Um, it just seemed like last week was was especially well, it's been ridiculous for a while now. Um, just, so yes, this week we made our lists of games that Chip would do and games that I would do, and then we switched them. So I'm doing all the games that Ship would normally have previewed, and you're going to talk about all the games that I normally would have gotten stuck with. I mean, had the joy of talking All the fine, fine about... DS releases that <laughs> seem to be piling up here every week. So enjoy that part of the show this week. Uh, down with the ships. We've been playing a lot of stuff. Since our show was late last week, we've only had a few days to play stuff. But Right. But you've been... still been playing Castlevania Dracula Put the work X. in. Yes. Uh... <laughs> put the work in. Yeah, I really like this game. It seems like every time I sit down to play a portable system, I'm picking up the PSP right now because of this game. I played through Rondo of Blood, and I, I still haven't got 100% on that. I don't know right. that I ever will. But I've upped my percentage on that a, a little bit. And then I've been playing a lot of Symphony, Symphony of the Night. Which you've been wandering around namelessly in as of recent. <laughs> as of recent, probably for the, about the last half hour or so. It's a game where you can get lost very easily because you're constantly backtracking. Uh, as you get new abilities, you can get to new areas. Well, and it's not at all linear. Not really. Uh, to a certain extent it is, but you can pretty much wander around uh, 
until you can't get to a part of the castle that you don't have the ability to get past right. a certain thing. But or, then you have to remember that, so when you do get that ability, you can go back and so I have to you remember, remembering parts of environments ooh, is not good. I have to remember what in the world I'm supposed to be doing at this part because I have stretches in this game where I just wander around aimlessly. <laughs> it's fun. Well, well worth the thirty dollars on the fun. PSP. That's all that matters. You've also been playing Guitar Hero three quite a bit. Yeah, I finished up uh, the medium mode right before we we recorded last week. And I have all the songs five-starred except for two that I'm working on still. And then I started a little bit of hard mode, but I'm still in the first uh, group of songs. You played online with Lombat. Yes, we played about, I don't know, uh, five or six songs in co-op. Yes. Which is yeah. disappointing because you can't play the career in co-op online. You just have to play, like, just quick play, basically. Yeah, you have to get somebody to come here. Yeah, you have to play on the same Xbox to play the co-op career. So I will be playing that with Kamish at some point because uh, he had recently picked up the game and he had called and asked uh, when we were going to find a day to just sit down and play. Well, so. hopefully that will be soon. Yeah, it seems like you're having fun with it. I mean, you and you had a little bit of trouble with the connection, the mic connection I th- on the guitar. I think it's just my... I used the original Explorer guitar from Guitar Hero 2, and I think it's just my connection on that with my headset. It's probably going bad. Yeah, so Wombat and I are having trouble uh, trying to coordinate our star power attacks. Yes. So. <laughs> it makes me smile to think that while you're sitting here raising your pretend guitar to the TV, doing your star power move, somewhere in New York City, Wombat's doing the exact same thing. <laughs> and the fans go wild. <laughs> it's like, in the back of my head, that song from Fievel is playing. <laughs> Somewhere out there. Yeah. Nice. Maybe that'll be a downloadable content song. That should. Um, but anyway, I've been playing a lot of Beautiful Katamari because that game, although it's nothing new, it's absolutely nothing new, nothing special compared to Katamari 1 or Katamari 2, it's been fun. I mean, I like it. Yeah, I we've like been the playing Katamari quite a bit games. of it, actually. Um, and I like that this one comes with achievements which is probably what's fueling me continually playing it because I have a couple more achievements that I could realistically get. There's all those achievements that you're like, okay, yeah, right. I That, that is not happening. Impossible um, dream achievements. Right. <laughs> because I'm so good that in this version, the king tells you that out of for each planet, he wants specific things to make up the Katamari. You know, like um, for Jupiter, he wants all sea things and, um, you know, various... Specific there's a hot, requests. There's a hot one from right. Mars, I think. Mercury, I think. Mercury, and then there's rings for Saturn. Exactly. Um, I managed to get out of a hundred. I managed to get a score of three on one, and <laughs> I, I did amazing. it because I got a cousin, which made it worth it. But I don't expect my skills in that department to if get anybody any out there can beat a three, like <laughs> no. get lower than a three and yeah. pass a level. I want to hear about it. I'd, I'd like to know. Because I really don't think it's possible. <laughs> but anyway, um, sadly that wasn't an achievement. I was hoping it would be. but um, So I've been playing that. I'm about 100 points away from getting 4,000 gamer score points. And for some reason I really feel like I need those 4,000 points. So Well, carry on. You'll persevere. You've been playing um, Mutant Storm Empire. Right. Cheapy gave us the CAG uh, review code for this one. Sweet. So... I really enjoyed the first game. I talked about this last week. This was the game that came out for Xbox Live Arcade. Right. And this is the first game uh, pretty much revamped. So they've added a lot of new uh, enhancements to it. You have like a combo system now. 
to where the enemies are color-coded. Okay. And if you continually shoot an enemy of the same color, you uh, enhance your multiplier. You get combo okay. points for that. Um, which adds a, a little bit of, I don't know, more strategy to how you're playing. Because that allows you to not just wipe everything out on the screen at one time. You're just trying to systematically pick stuff off and then dodge the other colored enemies. Now, does the computer, the computer, the TV randomly change colors on you when you're playing that game? Like, oh, does yeah. Does that make our, it difficult? Our, our TV, uh, yeah, as we'll, we'll talk about here in a second. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, you, you've been talking about uh, the game that you just played some tonight. Right. So, Puzzle Quest. Right. I played Puzzle. I started Puzzle Quest because I haven't ever played it before and it's a good game. It seems really fun, but when the TV randomly changes into our TV uh, yeah, kind of dying. <laughs> yeah. And um, as we've talked about before, we either get pink or we get green or our colors that it sometimes switches it, from. And when it changes into green mode, I can see red and I can see yellow, but blue and green are identical colors at that point. And it's impossible. So I was just so you're you're seeing uh, how difficult it is to play uh, Puzzle Quest as a colorblind person, basically. Yeah, that's pretty much what's happening. But I didn't know if it was hard for Mutant Storm Empire. Uh, it's not. It's not too bad for that. I mean, it, it's still. It's not going to keep you from playing, and it's just going to hurt your combos. I, it's a good game. It's much more difficult than the first game, just on the standard mode. There's a lot of different difficulties, just like the first one. There's like six or eight different difficulty settings. But this one, I find myself uh, dying pretty quickly. I'm only on like the fourth stage, maybe, and I'm dying at a pretty quick rate. Now there is a co-op mode in this one, so I'm. I don't know if it increased the difficulty because you can play co-op. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing that's probably what it is. Well, I haven't died once yet playing Puzzle Quest in all <laughs> of the 10, 15 minutes that I've played Puzzle Quest. But um, I'm enjoying that game as well. It's an excellent game. I, it I, is. I think you're going to enjoy it a lot. And then the last game that we got uh, from Cheapy, so thank you very much, is Zack and Wiki, which is a point-and-click adventure game for the Wii that um, has a lot of puzzle aspects built in and it's a lot of fun. I like it. It's all Wiimote controlled, and it's good. Yeah, it's. I guess it's. It seems like it's more of a puzzle game than an adventure game, almost because it's not like you're wandering around these big environments. Uh, yeah, but like you're pirates. Do, well, you are pirates. So it has to be an adventure game. It seems like it's maybe a little bit heavier on the puzzle than on the adventure. Maybe. Yeah, it is. But yeah, it, it's a fun. You make uh, little Wiimote control movements. Right. To do this various, like, you're turning a key, or you're shaking a bell. Um, or you get, you know, as you go through the levels, you get different tools that you can use, and you have to use those tools to open up new parts of the level, or to get, you know, other items that you could use, and it's a lot of, it's very point and click, but it, it definitely, the puzzles are fun, and they give you points for how fast or in what way you solve the puzzles, because mm -hmm. I think eventually there'll be multiple ways to solve each I puzzle. I think so. We're only about you get three levels in right now. You get now. more points, depending on how well you got through the level. So that's it's been fun. I like it, and I think we'll enjoy playing it. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about it is the sound effects or the uh, voice acting, I guess. There's not really voice acting, because everything is just kind of like laid out in text, but while the text is going... There's these character sounds that are constantly like the monkey See, makes this really high pitched me. noise. That oh. didn't bother me. Oh well. But anyway, um, we've got some contests. Last week, our contest was um, a copy of Robotron, and there were two. One was provided by Thorbon, so thank you very much. And we donated the other one. And 
The question was left or right analog stick. Yeah, which one uh, is your favorite? And the person that won for selecting the left analog stick is Gamer Master Man. So congratulations. And the person that won for selecting the right analog stick is Pelf21, who also happens to be the person that spent, sent us the Sparrow Mint. But those two things are not related. Right. There was bri- no bribery involved. Bribe it was completely random. Um, but we do appreciate the Sparrow Mint, so I just thought I'd mention it. Yeah, and we have a new contest for this week. Oh, those people should PM you? Yeah, just PM me, and I'll, I'll send them the codes. Okay. Um, but we have a new contest this week from CAG user Dragon Show. Okay. He has been nice enough to give us a Sega Saturn to give away on the show. That's pretty cool. Along with a copy of X-Men Children of the Atom. Wow, that's pretty fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a really great prize. Um, it's a Saturn in working condition. Uh, it doesn't have the TV hookups or the power cord, but I will provide those. We have a couple yeah, extras. Yeah, I, I have extras. So I will provide those to go along with the Saturn. So I think it's a really great prize. Um, I think that's pretty fun. All you have to do to win is post what your favorite Se- Sega Saturn game is and why. You don't have to actually have played the Sega Saturn. You can just post what your favorite Sega Saturn game would be or is and... Yeah. We'll randomly pick. So there will be a contest right out for that, and I, I'm i jealous that somebody's getting X-Men Children of the Atom. Do we have not have X-Men Children of the we, Atom? We have the PlayStation version, which is the inferior version to the Saturn version. Oh, very so sad. It is. It's a very sad situation here. Mm. It's in oh. one of those uh, tubs of games in our... In the Great Wall of Tubs, or yeah. the Great, <laughs> Great Wall of games. games. You can tell the cats are going a little stir-crazy. Yeah, are running around like, like crazy right now. As soon as they know we're recording, they have to make noise. Anyway, <laughs> um, at least it's not the fridge that you're hearing. Uh, on to new releases. We've got lots of new releases, and again, we've kind of switched roles, so I'll be talking about the games that you probably care about, and Ship will be, <laughs> <laughs> Ship will be talking about the games that you'll be entertained by. Um, well, hopefully they'll be entertained by the games that they care about, too. Some of them, yeah. Okay. But too often you really care about a game and it turns out to be crap, which is why our show is so important. First one, Blade Storm: The Hundred Years War is out for the PlayStation 3 and the 360. And this is, again, set in the Hundred Years War, hence the title. So it's medieval. Uh, the Hundred Years War was France versus England. And you are a rogue commander. So you get to kind of pick to fight with the English, with the French, switch sides, make money. That's the whole goal. And in between, it's a strategy game, but you start off in this bar, and it's very, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's very this is the part just with... RPG-ish at the beginning. Okay. And so you select your character, and you find out all your mission options. Then you go out onto the battlefield where it gets more strategy, or more so of a strategy game. Um it's real time, but it's kind of a button masher. It's by the same people that do um, Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors, yeah, cool. Uh, and it's it's odd. It's a very odd combination game. Like it's a button masher, but it's not. You mash buttons not to get your own character to fight people, but to get all the people around you to fight people. You start off by hitting A, which gets the group of soldiers around you to come with you, right. and then you. Hit another button to select what you want them to do, and then you charge into a group of the enemies. 
And hope for the best. <laughs> Pretty much is my strategy. <laughs> yeah, hope for the best. The demo, there's a demo on Xbox Live and a demo on PlayStation Network. And I played the demo on the Xbox Live Arcade. And it explained things decently well. And I kind of knew what was going on. Um, I didn't die at all, so that's a bonus. I'll give you credit. You got much further along in the demo than I ever would have bothered. (laughs) The problem with the game is that, like you said, you can't really tell what's going on for the most part. And when you select your, like, troops, you you can select the different types. Like, there's the archers and then the But when you switch from them... They they just kind of wander away. Yeah, it's like if you're not telling them what to do at all times... But some of them would fight, but then some of them but would... Yeah, they just, some of them just, like, you wonder where they went. They just, like, chaos, turned around and walked away. Which is away. where the button-mashing thing comes in, because it's just, it's just very chaotic-seeming. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, if this is something that you were looking forward to playing, check out the demo first. Cause... Yeah, if you were a fan of Dynasty Warriors, this might not be what you're looking for. But... On the other hand, if at the beginning of the game you select the rumors option because you want to hear what rumors are going around the bar, um, there's some really great voice acting. It's phenomenal. <laughs> and by great, you mean terrible. <laughs> right. Um, it's pretty bad. And it's got some old school Zelda type um, audio where each letter as it's being put on the screen has sounds like a typewriter key, which is always nice. When you're going through pages of text, you always <laughs> want to hear that. Um, definitely check out the demo. All right. Well, moving on from Bladestorm, you have another one here. I do, and that's Cabela's Big Game Hunter, and this is for the PlayStation 2 and 360. And um, there's a lot of lack of information. There's a very <laughs> large a lot lack, of, lack of... Okay. <laughs> of, of information available about this game. Um, I'm sure it is coming out. It, the Cabela's games have been out for a while now. Um, and this is Big Game Hunter, so you can kind of extrapolate that it's... Bigger big. than deer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm assuming, anyway. Um, uh, to be honest, my computer was trying to install the newest version of iTunes in QuickTime at the same time when I was trying to preview this game, and that makes my computer pretty darn slow. So, I didn't get very far if you really want... To play this game, you're going to want to play this game no matter what I say. Yeah, uh, it's like the other ones. I, yeah, what are they going to do? 2008. Different? Yeah, it's like <laughs> the other ones, 2008 is the title. Yes. It's the working title. Um, moving no on. deals on that either. No, no deals. But it is only $40 for the 360, so there's a deal. <laughs> yes, that is quite the deal. Uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Game of the Week. The Game of the Week. You all played Call of Duty Beta, so you know what kind of game it is. The gameplay itself isn't all that much different than Call of Duty 3, but there are a couple bonuses. Call of Duty 2. Call of Duty 3 was made by a different team. Yes, Call of Duty 2. Excuse me. Um, Now you got me off on a train of thought. You like to do that. (laughs) You like to jump in and say random things. So this is Modern Warfare. I like green beans. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Modern Warfare, not set in World War II. Uh, For those of you who played the beta, you know that you can upgrade your soldier. So as you are playing through either on single player or on multiplayer online, as you play games and gain experience, you gain new um, weapons and new abilities. So 
you can select these different abilities. Like one is the final death shot where when you're laying on the ground, you can still shoot people. Um, one is as you're dying, you throw a grenade. Both, which um, extremely piss you off if they happen to you. Yes. Well, it's lots of different things. Um, the weapons that are new, I think the only brand new weapon is the grenade launcher. But um, And the rest are probably just update, upgrades. Like, and there's modern constant versions. upgrades. Um, once you, in the one different thing is that in the beta, your level's capped off at level 55, but the okay. rumor is, and I think it's been con- confirmed by one of the developers, is that the levels will go up to level 65 in the actual game. Once you get to level 65, you can either run around playing at level 65, kicking people's butts, or you can start over at level 1, but you get a special little icon that signifies that you've already been to level 65. Um, like a gold sticker or something? It is. It's like a gold sticker. And you can do that up to five times. So it's just a little prestige. Okay. it's a good word. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it, so that's it, the difference between that and the beta. There is a collector's edition, which has some bonus making of material. But other than that, there are some good deals. The PlayStation 3 and 360 versions are $55 at Family Video. And that's shipped. So that saves you $5. The collector's edition is $61 shipped at Family Video, which saves you $9. So, um, And you can get Call of Duty 3 for free if you buy the 360 version at Circuit City. Yeah, that's going to be your mileage may vary at this point, just because uh, it seems like those sold out pretty quick. I know I've heard uh, reports already that... That they're even, out of They're Call out of Call of Duty, Duty 3. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they were just trying to get rid of their stock of Call of Duty 3. Yeah, I'm sure they sent some new ones to the store. But maybe we'll get lucky later in the week um, and find both games there. But if not, it's a good deal uh, there at Family Video as well. I think I'm going to hold off on buying this right now, even though I know I love this game. It's a good game. Um, I know. The single player is only supposed to be around five hours long, which doesn't really bother me because it's supposed to be really good anyways. Right. Um, and there's then the bonus hours of multiplayer. The hours and hours of multiplayer right. you can put into this thing. But I just don't feel like I need it right now with us moving. I'm not going to have time to play it this week. Right. And so if I'm not going to play it the first week, I'm already going to be behind on the uh, ranking system. Right. By the time that you start to play it in a week, everyone else is going to be at level 55 three times over. Right. <laughs> so I think I will be able to jump in. In the beta, it seemed like you could compete even if you were like on a lower level and other people yeah. are on a higher level. You could still compete pretty easily. If you're going to get your butt kicked, you might as well wait and save some money, huh? Right. And uh, I still have uh, Half-Life 2 to finish up. I still have some first-person shooter games that I bought recently that I need to, to spend some more time with. But, well, uh, that makes sense. I fully expected it to come home with you today, so... <laughs> um, yeah. So moving on to Lego Star Wars, the complete saga. And so most of us are familiar with Lego Star Wars because, let's face it, they're pretty darn fun games. And the complete saga is a combination of Lego Star Wars 1, which is episodes 1, 2, and 3, and Lego Star Wars 2, which is episodes 4, 5, and 6. Um, So there are some bonus levels, um, which is number one. Cool. Um, there are new power power ups. Like I never remembered this until I started previewing, but in the first Star Wars Lego Star Wars, which okay. you were playing as Kygon, Kegon, and Anakin, and um, Obi Wan, Obi Wan, 
you didn't have force power. Okay. But you did in the second game, and so they went back in and added that force power to the first game. Okay. So it kind of brought them all on the same level. Yeah, I completely forgot um, that you didn't have that either. Yeah, me neither. Uh, there are new power-ups added all throughout, and there are a couple new levels, and each version has its, quote, bonus material. Um, the PlayStation 3 version has 6-axis controller and 1080p, supposedly. Um the 360 version, obviously, achievements. And the Wii version, you can actually play um, using the lightsaber with the Wiimote. Um, so, some bonuses, some different things. They're childish, simple games, but they are loads of fun. And if you have not played these games and you have not yet had the opportunity to shoot a stormtrooper with the um, blaster. blaster and have them split into a billion little Lego pieces, you are totally missing out because this yeah, game is great. It's it's a funny game. There's lots of replay value to go back through and collect things as you open up new characters. I love these games, and I think that, number one, you can get them on the DS. Okay. Which... I know that there were some issues with the previous, at least one of the previous DS games. Supposedly, they've all been worked out. Okay. But I'm not sure... That's $30. The Wii, PlayStation 3, and 360 version are $50. $44 shipped at these deep discount. Not bad. Well worth the um, money. Yeah, I just have to decide whether it's worth it for us to trade in our two previous copies or if I just wait for this to drop in price and then own all three copies of the same game. We don't need all three copies, though, do we? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to do. We're I guess we don't it need would depend right on now. what the, the complete saga looks like. I mean, I think it looks the same. Okay. Well, if anything, this is the version to have, right? I mean, I yeah, I, mean, I would guess so. Okay. It's got extra bonus content. I don't know. I would probably, I guess, own all three just because they are a little different. Can't well, believe I'm saying that. <laughs> well, it is Star Wars, and it's like Star Wars. Yeah. What's the next Lego game coming out? Batman. Next Lego, Lego Batman? game is Batman. Yes. That ought to be fun. Should be good. The next multi-platform game is World Series of Poker 2008 Battle for the Bracelets. Which is a Deja Preview. Yes, this one came out earlier for the consoles and now is coming out for the DS and the PSP for $30. And that's all we need to say about it. There's no deals. The last multi-platform release is getting into my territory now. You get to talk about something? I get to talk about my my word coach, if I can say that. Uh, <laughs> for the DS and the Wii. And these are it games... It must be good, because the DS will never let anything crappy get released for it. You'd be surprised about what I'm going to say about this, I think. Huh. <laughs> there, there's also... I'll go ahead and group the DS games, my French coach and my Spanish coach, uh, in with this as well. Um, these are games that are kind of taking advantage like of the brain age brain training thing yeah but they're not going that mini game route per se that those games like brain training doesn't really teach you anything no you just play mini games you just play mini games that happen to be like math oriented or logic oriented or something like that right um these games are actually going to teach you stuff so it's edutainment it's edutainment but i watched a lot of videos on on their official site Mm -hmm. and it looks good like, it, I don't know if it's a game, per se. It does have games in it that are all word-oriented games. Like, uh, for the word coach, you have uh, some, like, hangman-type games where you have to pick out the letters that form a word. Right. Or uh, kind of like a boggle-type game where you have to find the words inside right. of uh, the squares, that type of stuff. 
but you also have games like that test your uh, your definitions of words. So they'll show a word on there and say they'll have a definition, uh, and you have to decide whether that's correct definition or not. Hmm. Doesn't sound like the most exciting thing I know. No, but it looks interesting to me. But what looks more interesting is the my French coach and my Spanish coach. Well, great, because you and I both took French. Yes, and this this is kind of neat because not only does it test your... Uh, it starts off, there's difficult, different difficulties, so it's going to start you on a low difficulty. Mm-hmm. And once you've mastered that level of difficulty, it's going to slowly raise you up. And it tracks your progress by the days, has little charts and everything. But not only does it... Is it vocab? So you're going to learn all your numbers, all your basic days stuff, week, days of the week to start off colors. with. Then you're going to get into more complex stuff. It's going to teach you grammar. Okay. Like actually how to conjugate uh, verbs and stuff? How to stuff? conjugate verbs and stuff. It's going to help you with your pronunciation and your hearing of the words. Because through the speakers, obviously, it, it can say you. It. it can talk to you. Through the microphone, it records you saying the words. Huh. So you can hear how you're saying them. And matching up with how it's supposed to be pronounced. Um, so, if you're interested in learning a language, these look like good deals. Well, I think I should get my French coach then, because I've been trying to get back into being fluent in Spanish. Right, and they're, meant, they're meant to play 15 or 20 minutes a day. Sweet. Let's do it. All right. Well, <laughs> now we're into the S section. Right. We have moved on. Full We've crossed... From multi-platform into the land of DS, which is usually where I talk a lot and you just sit there and nod. Yes, that that's that's the good... Well, I usually giggle some. Yeah. <laughs> nod and giggle. Okay, that's what I get to do this time. Okay, got it. All right. Bratz for real. Are you sure I didn't preview this one before? No, you, you previewed Bratz the movie. Yes, I did. Which was not based on the movie. Whereas Bratz for real is the game based on the movie. But... Okay. Exactly. Okay. So. I'm sure of course, if I were 12, that would make sense. Yes. Of course, the movie is all based around uh, high school cliques. Right. And you have to unite the school and get rid of the cliques. Right. That is the point of the movie. So, this game uh, pretty much follows the story of the movie. You have to uh, work through all kinds of high school issues by uh, designing fashion. Right. Uh, teaching your pets how to dance. Okay. Sweet. And, uh, the cats. and talking to other <laughs> students. Okay. All on your DS. Yes, all your DS with touchscreen controls. $30, no deals. Yeah. Uh, Was that a fun one to preview? I liked that one. Yes, uh, it's it's a good franchise. And this next one. <laughs> this next one you can't even keep a straight face. This, this might be the worst idea for a game. Ever? Ever. Really? It's pretty bad. Is there going to be a land, when you hole, see a, it land in, a big hole out west of Build-A-Bears? I don't know. This is Build-A-Bear Workshop for the DS. It is a simulation of the Build-A-Bear stores in the mall. So you go in and you build your virtual <laughs> bear out of all these parts. You get to dress it, and then you get to take pictures of it, but not in different locales. You get to take pictures of it by changing the backdrops in the Build-A-Bear workshop store. So you don't get to take your Build-A-Bear to Paris. You get to take a picture of your Build-A-Bear in, in front, front of a picture of the Eiffel Tower. Uh, yes. And then <sighs> you get, if you take a good picture, this other bear comes on and tells you, bear 
What if it's bad? Does it still I think it's still bear horrific. <laughs> okay. Cuz that'd be really difficult. I don't think you can screw up this game. I think okay. everything's going to be bearific. Okay. Uh, boy, this looks horrible. Wow. It, it it I yeah, it's bad. Uh $30 $28 shipped at family video. Wow. Well, if you want to see the game video yourself, I would check it out because I did happen to see it over Ship's shoulder and Wow. It's a sight to behold. Uh, next up. Moving I some, on now. You did some hardcore research for this one. I did. This is Dora the Explorer. Dora Saves the Mermaids. Right, which was on TV last night and is now on our DVR. <laughs> so I DVR'd <laughs> it to, to, to get some background research. Because it was on the same time as Monday Night Football. And that I had never happened. seen Dora before. I know of Dora. Right. You, your first Dora experience was Dora on Saturday Night Live, which is well, pretty no, darn Actually, fun. my first Dora experience was... She was at a Columbus Clippers minor league baseball game. Yeah. And she made it extremely difficult to park or enjoy the game because there, there were so many kids, kids running around. And that was the same time that that Japanese pitcher was there. Hideo Nomo. Yes, and we were so excited because we were going to see Nomo. And there was about half the people there were obviously there to enjoy the baseball game and see Nomo. And the other half of the people were there for Dora. And there, I mean, there were lines so out, out the park the for half, Dora. The half of the audience that was Japanese was there to see <laughs> right. Nomo. And the half of the audience that were kids were there to see Dora. And right. Everybody else was just there with either someone who was Japanese or there with a small child. <laughs> right. It was, uh, right. Okay, so that was your first Dora experience. And then yeah, so, you saw Dora on Saturday Night Live. Yes. <laughs> which is not really the Dora experience, which is not all that far off, is it? No. Uh, so I, I watched some of Dora Saves the Mermaids. Which is a, uh, I guess, a made-for-TV movie right. special. It's about an hour, hour and a half long. It was an hour. Okay, it was about fifteen minutes long, as far as I could tell. <laughs> yeah, and then we deleted it. If, if that. We got to the part where the map got pulled out of the back backpack, and then we were like, eh, okay, we see where this is going. Yeah, apparently, uh, this chubby Latino girl has a pet monkey. Yes. And uh, she's not chubby. I think she makes. Little She's girls just feel not good, really good about pro- themselves. Well proportioned. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, so yeah, th- this uh, follows her journeys to find the corona. Right. The magical corona. I don't know how to say magical in in Spanish. I don't either. But they're looking for a beer. To uh, <laughs> they're not looking for beer. <laughs> to save the mermaids from this octopus who With drives trash. around in this this trash uh, barge. Right. And shovels out trash onto the Mermaid Kingdom. Right. And they are looking for the magical crown. Corona. See, you learned your first Spanish word and you didn't even know it. And then they stare at you. It's really odd. They, like, ask you a question. And then they just they, look at you. They just stand there and look at you <laughs> for, like, ten seconds. Until you answer. You, I didn't hear you shouting any answers out. I was trying to win the staring contest. But, yes, you did watch Dora the Explorer, Dora Saves the Mermaids. And how does that play into the game? Or do we not know, really? We uh, the, didn't get that far. The game follows that same premise. Okay. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of staring. $30, no deals. And yay, one I get to talk about. Um, Dragon Quest Monsters Joker is a Dragon Quest game, obviously. And it's the, RP- the, the characters that you would find in the RPG Dragon Quest games in... Pokemon form. Okay. Like, it's a, it's a, you train them, you capture them, train them, breed them, fight them, 
and your goal is to become the best trainer. I want to tr- I want to train so, the shish kebab things. Can I train those? It's Pokemon Dragon Quest. Okay. And that's what I know about it. It's thirty five dollars, and you get a free map cloth cloth map. Yeah, it's it's insert. like a it's like a screen wipe that has okay. the the map, map on it of the game. On okay. It at EB GameStop. Um, when you buy this game, so now I'm really excited about this next one. Enchanted. Can, what can you tell me about that game? This is actually Disney Presents Enchanted, okay. I believe. Uh, this is a fairy tale. It's a live action slash animated fairy tale. Okay. It kind of reminds me of Shrek in that it makes fun of fairy tales to an extent. It's kind of a parody, okay. but not really. A parody it, of the princesses? Yes. Really? Yes. Uh, it, sort of a parody. It, 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 has, it takes a lot of scenes out of those movies. She is a princess or is going to be a princess. She's engaged to a prince. Okay, that would make you going to be a princess. Uh, as far as I can tell, yes. Her stepmom or his stepmom mm-hmm. creates a portal and sends her through a portal into modern day New York City. Oh, oh, oh. I, yeah, this is a movie. This is a live action movie. I know, that's what I'm describing. <laughs> it's got, I, but I it's saw based the on preview, the preview, and yes. so now, I, and there's somebody good. Patrick plays, Dempsey. Yes. He plays the divorce lawyer in New York City that becomes that her love her. interest. Huh. <laughs> huh. See, I really liked Patrick Dempsey, and now I'm, I have no... Huh. Well, anyways, the game follows those exploits. Surprisingly enough, this doesn't look that bad. But is it a Disney game? Like, it is, is a it, Disney. Is it the princesses running around, or is it just this one princess? It is one princess. But it's not... It doesn't look real in the game. No, it's... it's Cartoon. Uh, yeah, it's a cartoon looking in the game. It takes place both in New York and the fantasy world. Uh, but even when you play, you're in New York? You play as three different... Even New York is a cartoon, yeah. Okay. Uh, it just... I, I think it looks slightly more realistic, but it's it's a DS game. It's okay. going to look like a cartoon no matter what. Uh, so you play as the princess, and in her levels, you sing songs and call on forest creatures. Right, there's always to forest help you. creatures. Okay. And then you can play as the prince, and he rides around on this white horse right. named Destiny. Got it. And then he occasionally gets off his horse and stabs things with his sword. Okay. And then you also play as the princess's chipmunk pet. Oh, okay. And those are strictly platforming levels that remind me a lot of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog type levels. Uh, he can like curl up in this ball and spin around and stuff. And for a for this age group, it looks pretty good. Okay. We've talked about that game for a long time. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> All right. Well, I know my next one. Go Diego. Go. Safari oh, Rescue. Yeah, and this. This is the male Dora. The male Dora. <laughs> he okay. is uh, rescuing the safari creatures because uh, there's this Giant evil magician. With no evil garbage. magician. <laughs> Sorry. Has stolen all the attributes of the African animals. So you have giraffes without long necks, hippos that aren't fat, zebras without stripes. Etc. I... You have to go around and repair those animals. Repair them? Yeah, you go make... around, look for clues. Make their necks grow longer? You probably go and find their neck. It's a little creepy. Alright, well, moving on. Horse life. This is my revenge. <laughs> right here. And the only the only thing that I have, the only regret that I have about this show is that, that the one pet sim that you have doesn't have a Z in it. No, and 
I really can't tell the difference in this one and all the ones that you've previewed. <laughs> Did you think I could tell the difference? Did I ever be able to tell the difference? So ba- hamsters or horses yeah. or I don't remember. You, you feed the horse. You, you pet it. Yeah. You dress it up. You clean you it. exercise it. You get to compete in equestrian events. And you win prizes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's this game. Yep. $30. No deals. I know. I know. <laughs> Hot Wheels beat that. Uh, this is actually a day job preview. Uh, it came out a long time ago for, I think, the PS2 and the PSP. Okay. It's a Hot Wheels racing game. Looks okay for its age group. Okay. Uh, $30 for the DS. I think I talked about that a long time ago. Um, Life Signs Surgical Unit is a Japanese DS game that is being ported over to the U.S. Um, it's obviously going to be pretty darn similar to Trauma Center. But there are a couple of big differences that you need to know about. Um, this one includes a lot more diagnosing and a lot less of the just random making surgery incidents. Um, I thought, why would you have to diagnose? I, if, I just cut stuff open. Right. Um, there's also cooking ga- mini games in this. I'm not sure where those fit in, but there are cooking mini games. Odd. And it's it's supposed to be very realistic as far as the graphics and this might not be my game actually have to saw through bone and one of the previewers was talking about how they were getting a little queasy yeah so you shouldn't play this game no gp actually talked about he he gets queasy apparently too okay because he was talking about how did uh, he get through his son's birth that's they talked about it in the last cad cast he had to stay by her head and not pretend like he wasn't in the hospital room yeah pretty much good you can get some advice because you passed out, what, three times in health class? Once when I was in the hospital getting an IV put in, and then all of a sudden the doctor rush away. <laughs> ship's on the floor. Passed out. I was kind of looking forward to this game, but if it's that... I don't know. You should, I'm still on through I mean, bone and stuff. Did, what did, did GP have a problem with it? I don't know that he's played this game. Well, you should have him play the Japanese version and see. Okay. I didn't have a problem with Trauma Center. I'm looking forward to this next it's one, It's rated T for, for blood. Okay. So. I'm looking forward to this next one you have on the DS, though. Um, Antamarama? Yes. It's Atlas. It's an Atlas music slash rhythm game, but you use one hand on the D-pad where you're hitting the direction on the beat. Right. The other hand, there are small creatures running around the touchscreen, and you use the stylus to circle the small creatures because when you circle them, you capture them and fill them, put them into the notes that are coming up. So... And you can, like, string them together in combos. And I don't think I could play it because it requires two hands doing things <laughs> in unison. And on the rhythm games, Wait, wait, I'm wait. You're going to be my drummer in rock band. I'm the drummer? Yeah. We've talked about this. You're our drummer. But. And now I, this is, this is all coming <laughs> to light now that you have the rhythm <laughs> with two hands. I don't, uh, okay. Um, I didn't know I was the drummer. But I'll try. Yeah, some of the little creatures are like multipliers. Some take away from your score. It sounds really confusing and hard to explain, but if you check out the gameplay video, it makes a little more sense. And it's Atlas, so it's going to be quirky. It's going to be fun. I love Atlas games. And it's supposed to be a Poyo Pop Elite Beat Agents Dance Dance Revolution hybrid. That sounds wonderful to me. Doesn't it? It sounds glorious. No, I'm serious. I am too. Okay. I think it sounds like fun. And since you can't buy Life Science Surgical Unit, then now you can buy 
Antaramarama. Marama. Fun to say. It is. It's fun to say. I agree. Next up, Panzer, Panzer Tactics. This is one of many strategy games that I got this week. And this is a turn-based World War II strategy game. The weirdest thing is that it has Harvest Moon graphics. It's very bright, very cartoonish, very colorful. But that said, it's it uses the hex-based system. And the biggest thing is that the weather changes on each hex. And there's like trees and different terrains per hex that change how you're fighting. It's multiplayer, touchscreen controls, it's on the DS, it's supposed to be pretty good, and it's supposed to be similar to Advanced Wars. Wars. Wars, that's right. Advanced Wars, and that was a pretty good strategy game for the DS. So if you really love that game, this one's probably going to be right up your alley, and it's $30, no deal. Next up, we have Puzzle to Harvest Moon. This is the one I'm covering. There's actually a demo of this out on the PC that you can play. It's a Flash-based demo, and it's pretty fun. Unlike a lot of Harvest Moons, it's not this slow-paced simulation thing. This is strictly a puzzle game. You have a square that's a field, and you have seeds that you can plant, and you're constantly competing against three other farmers. So they have their seeds to plant as well. And you plant your seeds, you water your plants, you fertilize your plants, you harvest the uh, vegetables or fruit or whatever you grow off of the plants and that's how you score your points but you can also take control of the other people's plants by if you if you plant a seed on either side of their plant then that becomes your plant kind of like othello yeah okay uh and at that time then you can steal their crops crops at the same point you can steal anybody's crops at any point as as soon as they are ready to harvest you can go over there and, and steal them. And by stealing them, you just rub your stylus back and forth real quick on them. Okay. Um, How was it? It's very hectic, but it's it seems fun. I don't know. $30 for it, it seems a little bit much because uh, I don't know how deep it is. It just seems like I would get frustrated with it really quickly. Yeah, but do they even come out with DS games that don't start at $30 anymore? No, but I'm saying you might want to wait for this one to drop a little bit. But it does have all the cute Harvest Moon characters, and you can summon Dog or your your horse or whatever. They come up as icons that you can pick and put out on the field, and that uh, selects. Yeah, that's, well, it kind of like uh, uh, enlarges your field of influence. So you grab more squares of yours. Well, it sounds like something that I would probably be interested in. Uh, Hannah Montana Music Jam? This we talked about a few weeks ago, so I don't think, think we I need to talk about, about it. it again. This um, is the guitar-based game on the But we the should DS. move into Hannah Montana Spotlight World Tour. Yes, moving on to the Wii games. Uh, this is a dancing game. It's another one like Boogie that where you just dance by moving the Wiimote controls. Okay. The nunchuck and the Wii back and forth. And it features 16 hits from the first two seasons. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we don't have a little girl right now. Hi. <laughs> Hannah Montana is actually a decent role model for a little kid. Okay. She's not out getting drunk, having babies like Britney Spears. Fair enough. It's $44 shipped at deep discount. Uh, The B-movie game also came out on the Wii this week. It was delayed, so um, review back to last week's episode notes. Check out our preview on the B-movie from DreamWorks. Yes. And that one is $44 shipped at deep discount, though. So there's a deal on it. Um, Fire Emblem, Radiant Dawn. This is a pretty well-known strategy franchise. Uh, It's coming to the Wii. Strategy lovers will know about this franchise. 
I do not know about this franchise. <laughs> um, but it's the same characters as the rest of the Fire Emblem series. You get to pick and choose who you want to make your army. And the biggest thing is that as they fight together, they bond, and then they fight more strongly together. So you kind of okay. want to get your whole team to play nice. It's a classic strategy game. It's supposed to be a pretty hardcore strategy. But here's the disappointing thing. Um, it's being released on the Wii. Mm-hmm. It has no Wiimote controls. You have to use the Wiimote like, like a classic controller. controller. It has GameCube graphics, GameCube I, uh, gameplay. Okay. I'm guessing this, this all was... all other, essentially, a GameCube game. I'm guessing that's what it probably was yeah. meant to be originally yeah. and just got... Um, so if you over. like the Fear Emblem franchise, you're going to be fine with this game. Because chances are you're not going to be too bothered by the fact that it's not a true Wii game. But if you were looking for a great strategy game on the Wii, this is not the game you need to buy because you pretty much just, I don't know, play the last Fire Emblem on the game. I, I find it interesting that they're putting out Fire Emblem and Battalion Wars in back-to-back weeks, which are pretty much Nintendo's strategy titles. Seems like an odd move on their part. but uh, well, Maybe that's why they're putting Fire Emblem out afterwards is because wasn't Battalion Wars? Battalion Wars actually legitimately used the Wii controls. Uh, yes, it did. It did to an extent. Uh, it still had GameCube graphics. But moving on, we have. Well, wait, that was forty four dollars shipped at deep discount as well. Yeah. Deep discounts. We'll win the deals here. This yeah, week. they got another one. Uh, this next one is forty four dollars shipped at deep discount. That is Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. It's a mini game collection with uh, characters from both series. Um, no, see, if they would have made this like a Mario Party game. Only the game board was the Olympics, Olympics and all the mini games were centered around the Olympic games. I totally buy it. I think you might be onto something there, <laughs> but unfortunately, it's not. You've got you've got like twenty something Olympic events ranging from like the hurdles and hammer throw, archery, swimming, table tennis. Is it really fair to have Mario racing against Sonic? Apparently, each character does have their like strengths, strengths and weaknesses. Right. So it kind of evens out, and I haven't played it, but you can overcome those strengths. Like, even though Mario is not as fast as Sonic, you can still beat Sonic. So I got stuff to throw at him during the race. Uh, I don't know how it works. Uh, Get the fire flower. Get the fire flower. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I. I have a vague interest in this game. Just a vague interest? Yeah. I I can't see paying $50 for it, that's for sure. No. And does it have Wiimote controls? Oh, yeah, yeah. All the events have... Use uh, the Wiimote and then the Yeah, like you have archery, you'll... Hammer throw. Yeah, right. archery, you, you hold it back and then let go of the button to... Okay. Uh, well, that, that to at least is throw, worth like, buying a game like for the Wii, then. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a decent minigame collection. So, moving on to the PlayStation 2, um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force Zombie Ninja Pro-Am. This game is a action-adventure combat golf kart racing. Of course it is. So, you alternate. The whole premise is that Frylock gets admitted into this country club, and of course, Shake doesn't, so he's pissed off. Okay. So, he goes to the golf course, and... 
you play golf. So that part is normally a, nor, a, a golf game. So you have a great golf game. But after you've hit the golf ball, the golf course fills with zombies. And you have to beat them off away so that you can continue to play on. So that's the action part of it. And then when you finish the entire course, there's a golf cart race. Okay. Which is the racing part of it. And it's full of, of course, one-liners. The graphics aren't aren't that great, but they're not bad. And, you know, it's everything you would expect in this it type of game. It seems like it, it's a fan service game. It's probably not all that great. No. Well, no. Yeah. Most fan service games aren't spectacular. Right. But it's supposed to be comical, and it's only 30 bucks for the PlayStation 2. There aren't really any deals, but check that out. Next, I have Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, The Beginning of Destiny. Another one of these, huh? Yes, another Yu-Gi-Oh! game. Better you than um, me. It's a dueling card dueling game, and the whole premise is that you're a new student in the school, and there's a big dueling championship coming up. But in order to win the dueling championship, you need to get a good dual partner. And in order to get a good dual partner, you have to duel everyone else. Doesn't make sense to me, but um, okay, that's that's what I got for you. Thirty dollars, no deals. All right, moving on to the PSP, we have Silent Hill Origins. Yes, um, it's a great Silent Hill game. You know, it's pretty scary because it's Silent Hill, and it's an actual new plot, new game. It's not a port from anywhere. You're back in the Silent Hill. The town of Silent Hill, and it's very similar to what what we've seen before, except for it's on the PSP, which has its obvious bonus of being able to take it with you. Um, but there's a couple new things. One is a barricade system, where you can actually go into a room and create barricades so that like zombies can't get in the back door if there's multiple doors. Interesting. Um, okay. So you can kind of create rooms that are safe to you uh-huh. because you've barricaded them in. Always a question mark with PSP games is the camera. This one's supposed to be improved because they tried to do the camera so that it made you feel more isolated. I can see, I don't like a lot of action games on the PSP. I can see Silent Hill working on the PSP because it's slower paced and it does use a lot of fixed camera angles. Right, and it is a lot of fixed things to make it so that you can't see what's coming up behind you. Right. So that's new. Uh, There are, as always, as you use your weapons, they get progressively weaker until it finally breaks and you have to find a new weapon. There are some puzzle aspects worked into it, um, as you would expect. This character, Travis O'Grady, is a truck driver who, unfortunately, his truck, uh, he... Breaks down? Well, he swerves off the road to avoid hitting a a little girl that's in the road. Bad idea. Just hit the girl. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't. He um, chases after her because she runs away, and he finds himself in, in Silent Hill. Hill. Okay. And he goes back and forth between the rea- real Silent Hill and this monster world with all the zombies in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's going back and forth. Um, it's getting really good scores. The average score is an 82 on Metacritic. This is surprisingly good. enough a $30 game. Right. I thought this would come out at 40 so... So I think this one is probably um, second to Call of Duty 4, the most recommended game that I have. Okay. And you have another PSP title that a lot of people will be interested in, SOCOM. Right. Tactical Um, Strike. And I'll be honest, not a big strategy game fan. 
But you need to know that this game is a strategy game because the rest of the SOCOM games aren't. And so if you're buying a SOCOM game thinking you're going to get a, a shooter format, you're not. Strategy. It's a squadron-based strategy game. You have four soldiers that travel with you. You tell them what to do. They do it. You do fight. Um, but it's more of you fighting with them, through them. Um, there's no demo available, but it's different, and so you might okay. want to wait and neither, see what people say. Neither one of us are big SOCOM fans to begin with, so... Well, it'd be one thing if it was a first-person shooter, because I'll play any first-person shooter for a given amount of time, but... Yeah. And also for the PSP this week is The Simpsons Game, which we talked about last week. Right. And that is $40 with no deals. Right. Moving on to the Xbox 360. Right. Um, Fear Files, which is a game that um, there is a demo available on Xbox Live Arcade, and I played it, and it's fun. The Files game contains Fear Extraction Point and Fear Perseus Mandate, um, which both were PC expansion packs. First-person shooter, you're a soldier fighting evil, nothing big surprise there. It's... It's a good demo. I mean, I had fun playing it. I died, which was unfortunate. Cause yeah, the big uh, robot mech I don't guy like getting you. killed by the mech people. Um, but the enemy AI was good, and there are some good weapons. Uh, the grenade launcher is new in this game, which means I probably was wrong about a grenade launcher in Call of Duty being new. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to throw that out there. So please. <laughs> That's okay. Just know uh, that... Um, I, I watched the demo of it. Of you playing, and I played a little bit of it. Yeah. This is, like you said, it's this, it's a, two expansion packs put together, but you don't have to have the original Fear that was out no. for the 360. This right. is standalone. It's more of the same. It is more of the same, but right now the franchise is going through a lot of change because the developers have split, and right. there's a lot of legal fighting over who gets what going yeah. on. It's, it's divorce court. So... The other thing that people were saying about this game, and I didn't play the first Fear, is that these two, especially Extraction Point, are just not as scary as the the first one. Well, I, I can see. I mean, really, I mean, yeah, the you first, walk into a room full of blood, but the eh. first Fear, I played the whole thing on three sixty. I I struggled my way through it, like not because it was difficult, but I just struggled to want to keep playing it. It gets a little boring, and. The problem is all the environments are the same. It's all either office space or warehouses. And all of these environments and are the same as the that's ones what that I have saw been in used the demo. before. That's what I, I mean, saw. It's, they're it's... literally the same environment. So if so... you love the first Fear, this is more of it. If you could go either way on Fear, eh, this isn't going to do it for you. This is going to yeah, change your it's, mind. It's 50 bucks, and I'm not sure that I saw anything to make me want to to buy buy it for 50 um, interestingly enough, Deep Discount has it for $54. That might be $44 shipped, I'm that not sure. Um, we'll have to double check that. And if you buy it at Best Buy, you get a $10 gift card, which makes it 40 bucks, which I guess is worth it. Uh, not for me. <sighs> now I need to know about the grenade launcher on Call of Duty 4. It'll be okay. I'm sure there's one there. <laughs> the last game, uh, this week for retail is Seen It Lights, Camera, Action. Right, for which... There's a demo. Yes, it comes with uh, four big button controllers, uh, which are basically just big buzzer controllers. Right. Which, if you play the demo, it's very apparent why they need those controllers with it. Uh, this is very, I mean, this is the board game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just put on a 360. Uh, various clips. Various clips of movies, movie trivia. You buzz in when you know the answer, and then you select one of the corresponding colored button. 
What's your answer? It so it's, answer. it's in effect multiple choice. Yeah. Because um, you can just buzz in immediately and then guess. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's a pretty good package if you really want a board game for your The 360. controllers looked identical to the controllers that I previewed. Oh, it's a, it's a direct rip off of Buzz. Okay. From, from I wonder PS2. if you can use the same. No, because well, no, it's, it's two PS2 systems. versus. Yeah. That's unfortunate. It'd be nice if you could. Well, they both come with the, the controllers anyways. So. Yeah. Uh, moving on to On the DL. Uh, for the virtual console, we have Alien Soldier for uh, $9. This is a Genesis game by Treasure. It's a side-scrolling shooter that never came out here in the United States. It came out in Europe and Japan. That's why they're trying to charge us this extra dollar for it for some reason. Because it's an import. But it already had English in it. I don't get it. <laughs> and it looks like a lot of fun. It's it's Contra with uh, more to it. You get to have four weapons at a time and you can hot swap between them. Mm. There's just a little bit more movement to your characters. There's a lot more boss battles. Uh, there's like three or four boss battles per level. Okay. So it looks like it's worth the $9 because it's not very easy to get otherwise. And it's new. That's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, also, Power Golf and TurboGrafx-16 for $6. It's a golf game. Like, There's nothing special about it's it. It's an old golf game. It's just game. an old golf game for $6. Well, I don't understand the appeal to those, but um, this next game that I have, Super Mario Bros. 3 for the NES for $5. I have not heard of a virtual console game worth them my $5 yet until this one. Okay. I, my favorite Mario game, hands down. Super Mario Brothers 3 was the one where you went through the different maps, and it was the first one to have Tanuki Mario, and Mario where you got the little raccoon tail and you could fly, and then there was Froggy Mario, and I have a Tanuki Mario t-shirt, so I love this game, and I highly recommend it. I don't think you can go wrong with it, yeah. Moving on to Xbox Live Arcade, there are two new titles, both $10, they this has right. been a sad trend here lately that they're you know, all been $10. Word Puzzle for $10? I would have bought that for 5 but I'm not paying 10 bucks for Word Puzzle. I don't know when the next time we're going to see a $5 Xbox Live Arcade game. Is it Crossword Puzzle kind of thing? No, it is Word Searches. Oh, Word Search. Oh, then no, I wouldn't have paid $5 for that. Yeah, it's, it's like an updated... I was thinking like one of those jumble. It's an updated Word Search game. Uh, it's got some like 3D elements to it and a couple different game types. And you can play multiplayer online yeah why why are they doing that uh i don't know uh and also switchball which is a marble madness type game where you're navigating through uh, the mazes and the thing that differentiates this one is that you can morph your your uh, physical properties of the ball into like uh there's like a speedy form and there's like a form that you can bust through certain obstacles with there was a Marble game that you played on the Xbox Live Arcade and it very first came Marble out. Marble Blast Ultra. Cheapy. Marble Blast Ultra. How is this different? Not so much battle mode in uh, multiplayer. Okay. It's more of a race. Okay. Uh, and there's also co-op mode huh. online. Okay. Um, so it seems like this has a little bit more of a single player element to it than Marble Blast Ultra did. Yeah. And that pretty much wraps it up. Let's, uh... So hopefully you enjoyed the switcheroo. I enjoyed... Getting some legitimate games to preview, and I enjoyed making ship watch Dora. So hopefully it was a good episode for you guys too. Uh, we have a sponsor now, GoDaddy. Yes, uh, get domain names from GoDaddy.com. They're up to seventy percent, seventy percent less than the competition. Plus, each domain includes free hosting with a website builder, a free broadcast, and complete email, and much more. And 
as a listener of CAGCAST and CAG4Play, you can enter code CHEAP1, that's C-H-E-A-P-1, and save an additional $5 off any order of $30 or more. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. As always, check us out on Dig. Uh, give us a review on iTunes if you feel so inclined. Uh, check us out in the written form on the Cheapest Gamer, and always listen to the CADcast. Um, if you have any emails, you can PM us on, on Cheapest Gamer, or check us out on um, online when we're on there, or email us at shipwrex at cheapestgamer.com, or foreplay at cheapestgamer.com. I think that is a wrap. See you next week. Bye.